all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. The day of the Lord. You ever heard that term? The day of the Lord. What does that mean, man? What what what, what does that mean, Joe? The day of the Lord. Hmm. Interesting. Let's wrestle with that. Hi. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host for Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, your host for Body of Christ Real Talk, where I talk about different subjects and different topics pertaining to the body of Christ. And I try to get some information out there and give information and inform the believers and unbelievers. I try to inform the misinformed and inform the uninformed. You know, so I try to get some things out there and uh, not so much biblical Bible teaching, you know, on different topics, but just get some real talk or talk about the subjects. You want more in-depth teaching on Bible, on the Bible and different verses and different books. You tune in to my other podcast, Connecting the Dots, podcast Connecting the Dots, which you can find under Joseph Brownlee on Spotify, Connecting the Dots. Okay, this is another quick topic. I've been doing several quick topics. And the reason I'm doing topics on salvation, on the rapture of the church, and different things like that, because I just feel in my heart, you know, that that needs to be addressed today, you know, on certain things when it comes to the rapture of the church. Okay, I'm not in my, another thing, I'm not in my regular uh garage studio. I'm in my room again, so you might hear some background talking or a little background noise or even the heater coming on, you know, but, uh, you know, just bear with me because it's going to be another quick 15, 20 minute topic, you know, between just give me about at least 20 minutes for this topic because I, I'm not going to do any teaching on here. This is not verse by verse and I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to uh, address something that's very confusing for the church and some unbelievers. The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. What does that mean? You know, what what is the day of the Lord? You know, and what is that? What's the difference between the but difference between the day of the Lord and the day of Christ? What's the difference between the day of the Lord and the day of Christ? I'm going to address the day of the Lord today. And uh, because there's a lot of confusion on that. Welcome, everybody, to my show. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. With my Ronald Isley, you know, interpretation. Uh, what did Ronald? <laughs> my Ronald Isley sounded like. Yeah, right. You know. Hello. I can't get Ronald. Ronald's a bad boy. But this is Joseph Brownlee, a body of Christ. Real talk. Joseph Brownlee, your host for Body of Christ. Real talk. Real talk. My mysterious voice. Real talk. Hi. Okay. The day of the Lord. Is that the same as the catching away the blessed hope or the rapture of the church? 
And uh, that's the questions for the outside believers and uh, well believers and the outside world because of all the confusion that's pertaining around the catching away of the church or the, the most common term, the rapture of the church and the day of the Lord. I've done a little quick synopsis on the rapture of the church, not a full teaching, but you want to go back over here and go to some scriptures that talks about the uh, the rapture of the church. You know, I mentioned that, you know, first Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 and first Corinthians 15, 51 and 52 and others. But I just mentioned those two because those are most common that mentions about the catching away of the church or the takeaway of the body of Christ. Now, this, the day of the Lord, let me just put it out there. First of all, you can hear more about the day of the Lord uh, in the, uh, the Old Testament and from some of the prophets, Isaiah and Ezekiel and different things talk about the day of the Lord or the coming wrath. So anytime you hear the term day of the Lord, let me put it this way and slowly. Anytime you you read that term, especially in the King James Version, the day of the Lord, that's, that's pertaining to the coming of Christ or the, or the, uh, the tribulation period, the seven year tribulation and the day of the Lord goes hand in hand. That's when Christ is coming after, uh, the tr- seven year tribulation. So anytime you read that concept in your Bible, you know, and, uh, the King James, I can speak for the King James mentions the day of the Lord. Other translations probably do too, but they might have a different way or they, they might, you know, use day of Christ. So it's very important to understand the King James version, you know, of the day of the Lord that's pertaining to also Jacob's trouble and also to the wrath of God, which all the seven year tribulation, all those go hand in hand. You know, all those mean the same thing. Jacob's troubles, the same thing. Remember, Jacob's is Israel. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. You know, Jacob's trouble, the day of the Lord, the wrath of God, the seven year tribulation, you know, the 70th week to Daniel, all that explaining the common tribulation period, all that Matthew 24 is explaining the day of the Lord. Now. The confusion that a lot of people, including myself back in the past, when we read Matthew 24, we assume or think it's talking about the catching away or the rapture of the church. But it's not talking talking about the rapture of the church, Matthew 24. That's talking about the day of the Lord, when, Lord, when uh, Jesus is going to come back in the seven-year tribulation. He's talking about the separation between Israel and the other uh, the ones that's left on left on the earth at that time. It's not had nothing to do about the rapture, but he's talking about, you know, the seven year tribulation is talking about Israel and the day of the Lord. I want to get that out there for a more in-depth teaching. I will have to do a more in-depth teaching by my, for, from myself or other teachers that can t- to break down the difference between Matthew 24 and those scriptures I mentioned earlier in my last podcast, my last radio. Okay. So the day of the Lord is pertaining to the tribulation period, the seven year tribulation period, which was prophesied in the book of Daniel about the 70 weeks of Daniel's weeks, meaning years. You know, that's another deep teaching. You know, the 70th week of Daniel, the, uh, the day of the Lord all is always pertaining to the seven year tribulation or the wrath of God or, you know, Jacob's trouble that all pertains to the same thing. That's the tribulation period. So I want to get that out there so you can understand what's the day of the Lord. The day of Christ is basically talking about Christ's return and the heir. You have two returns of Christ, you know. OK, let's 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 go back. The first 
time Christ came on earth. He set his foot on earth. He came as the lamb. He set his foot on earth. That was the first coming of Christ when he came on earth. You know, he ministered to Israel. His ministry was always to Israel. That's the first coming of Christ. You know, Christ came again, but he, he came in the air when he came up onto the, when he met the Apostle Paul in Acts 9. You know, he did not set his foot on the earth, but he, 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 he revealed himself to the Apostle Paul. And that's Acts 9, when Apostle Paul was the first one in the body of Christ. He revealed himself to the Apostle Paul and he was up in the air. He did not come back on the earth, okay? Then there's going to be another coming of Christ, which is called the catching away of the church, the rapture of the church, rapture of the church, excuse me, that we will meet Christ in the air again. And again, he will not set his foot on the earth. He will, we will meet him in the air. Who is we? We as the body of Christ will meet Christ in the air. He will come and get the ones that was left here and the ones that's dead in Christ first. He will resurrect them, their bodies and everything because their spirits is already with him in the heavenly places. He will resurrect, you know, their bodies and join it, brand new bodies, new immortal bodies, and join it with the spirits of the saints in church. The ones that's alive when you come for the rapture, we will be changed instantly. Body, all together in our bodies to be transformed all the way with our spirits. We will be with, and we will be with the Lord forever, as the Bible said, in the heavenly places. That's Jesus Earth, heavenly ministry, okay? Not this earthly ministry. That's Jesus' heavenly ministry, okay? And that. And then the day of the Lord, the second coming of Christ, that's when Christ will come. And what I mean by second coming, this will be the second time he will set his foot on earth. The first time he came as the humble Jesus, you know, the uh, the minister and get Israel prepared and to prove that he was their Messiah and their king. The second time he come and set his foot on the earth, he's going to come as the king of kings and lord of lords. And it's going to be a thousand year millennial reign. Before that is going to be the seven year tribulation before the return of Christ. All that pertains to the day of the Lord, the rapture of the church, the blessed hope returns to the day of, because, uh, consists, you mean, it, it all got to do with the day of Christ when he comes to get his church, the body of Christ. But when the body of Christ is gone, you know, prophecy will resumes again, you know, the, the, the sacrifices and different things will resume according to the word of God. And, you know, the seven year tribulation will come into pass, you know, sins will be imputed on people again. So that's the sad thing. Sins is not, we're not charged for sins. And this dispensation, nobody in the world is charged with their sins. But when the rapture of the church get tucking out, another uh, the last dispensation of law is going to return. And then God will be imputing and charging people for their sins again in the, in the next tribulation of the times of the day of the Lord. Let me say that again. You're not, if you're in the body of Christ, or you're not in the body of Christ. Your sins are already been forgiven in the time of grace because we're under the day. We're under the time of grace. OK, you'll get that type of teaching and preaching from your apostle for the day. The Apostle Paul, you know, Romans to Philemon. I'm not going to get into that now. I'm trying to make it very simple for the unbeliever and the believer. You know, if you're already saved, your, your sins are already forgiven on the cross. So that was, that was revealed through Paul, which was a mystery. One of the mysteries from God that was revealed to only the Apostle Paul. And he revealed it to the others, uh, Peter and all of them, you know, but. There's no sins being charged to no one today. And 
the time of grace. That's the wonderfulness, powerfulness of grace. There's no, the day of Christ, you know, there's no sins. We are not been, no one has been charged for their sins. That don't mean everybody going to heaven. That don't mean everybody is saved. It just being, that just means nobody is charged for sin today. But after the rapture of the church, then another dispensation starts the ages to come, which is, is going to resume from the last dispensation. Then God is going to start charging everyone again and imputing everyone's sins against them in the time of the seven-year tribulation and the day of the Lord because there's a, this is another dispensation. That's the confusion of the church today. Okay, that's the day of the Lord. Matthew 24 is basically talking about when Christ comes the second time and he's going to deal with the situation what's going on on earth in the future. The day of the Lord is future. Remember that. The day of the Lord is future, believers. The day of the Lord is the future. If you unbeliever, you know, you know the day of the Lord is the future. Okay, like I said, I'm not going to do a deep teaching on that. I wanted to get that basic, you know, analogy out of there. What's the difference between the day of the Lord and the rapture of the church? Okay, the rapture of the church is when Jesus, he will not set his foot on earth, but we, the church will meet him in the air. The body of Christ, the body of Christ in this dispensation today, the body of Christ will meet the Lord in the air. We will be with him forever in the heavenly places. That's before the rapture of the church. Anything that's after the rapture is the day of the Lord. Let me, let me, let me put that in. Let me say that again. Anything that's after rapture of the church is the day of the Lord, the tribulation and the second coming of Christ. That's the day of the Lord. Day when God will pull down his wrath. That's the day of the Lord. That's the wrath of the Lord. You know, Lord God. That's the wrath of the Lord, the day of the Lord. Okay. So you scriptures like Matthew 24 is not the rapture of the church. You know, when you talk about the, uh, the 10 virgins, that's not the rapture of the church. All of that has to do with the tribulation period, the day of the Lord. So the 10 virgins is not talking about the taking away of the virgins is not talking about the rapture of the church. That was not in existence. That was hidden in God. He haven't revealed that yet. He only revealed that through the Apostle Paul. Okay, so all of that is the day of the Lord. Those terms, Matthew twenty-four, in the book of, and the end of the book of Luke, or some parts of the book of Luke. I forgot the chapter, so I'm not going to throw it out there. And I'll get those chapters and verses later. And then the virgins, all that had to do with. The seven-year tribulation, you, you you go to the book of Isaiah, you go to uh, some of the parts of Psalms, you go to the 70 week, of, 70 week of Daniel, you know, and different books like that that talks about the tribulation period and the wrath of God, Jacob's trouble, all that has to do with the tribulation period. That's the day of the Lord. That has nothing to do with the church today, and that has nothing to do with the body of Christ today. I want to get this. The day of the Lord and the rapture of the church are two different things. The day of the Lord is uh the rapture i mean the uh the seven year tribulation and god is going to go back dealing with israel and uh the wicked nations the rapture of the church is a whole new different thing a mystery that's going to be tucking away and then the day of the lord is going to come to fruition okay i hope that made that plain enough for you uh what is the day of the lord it's not the same you know the day of the lord has nothing to do with nothing good <laughs> it has nothing to do with nothing good we got with john with uh the uh John the Baptist came and he preached that uh, the, uh, you would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That happens in that happened in Acts two for Israel. They was baptized baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then he said you would be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. Anytime the Bible mentions fire, it has nothing to do with what they do in church. Oh, I feel the fire. Oh, I feel it. No, it's talk, fire talking about wrath. That's the fire and the cleansing for the nation of Israel. In the time of the day of the Lord, Israel must be cleansed and a seven year tribulation is wrapped particular 
is, is, is really meant for Israel. It's going to be their last trial they have to go through because of their unbelief. So they had about five or seven things they had to go through. This is was this one was postponed. They went through the other ones with their captivity and all that other stuff. This is the last, you know, part that Israel had to go to, which was postponed, which is explained in Daniel's 70th week. You know, that, that takes a whole new different teacher and everything like that. I'm not getting into that. I'm just trying to make it basic and make it very plain to the ones that's listening to believers and mainly believers, unbelievers are still going to be kind of confused about it until you get saved, okay? Until you get saved. But this is mainly for believers. The day of the Lord is about the tri- seven-year tribulation. So anytime you're reading Daniel's, the book of Daniel or any other prophet in time past the prophets, when they mention about the Lord, it's talking about the, the coming Messiah, his first time as their king and savior, or they're talking about the coming Messiah the second time when he's coming back and he's going to reign on earth after the seven year tribulation. That's called the day of the Lord. They're not the same. They're not the same. So that's why I'm trying to just give you the basics right now. I'm not going to get into nothing deep because there's unbelievers on here. And I don't want to get too deep with you guys that's not saved, that's listening to this, you know. So I want to, it can get explained better when you give your life to Christ and you want to hear more information on that between what is the day of the Lord and what does the day of the Lord mean. It means the tribulation period, the seven year tribulation, and the second return of Christ. It means wrath. And I mean, God is going to pull down his wrath on Israel and it's going to affect the whole lot he's going to be a purging you know and the, on the earth after the rapture of the church because the church we're not appointed to a wrath so we're going to get tucking out and then the day of the lord will begin after the seven year tribulations in between that seven year tribulation i believe about three and a half years i don't know this for sure or by concrete you know i believe in three and a half years that's when satan is going to be cast out of the second heavens you know the outer space the heavenly places and stuff like that whatever that's said he's going to get cast out he's going to enter the antichrist for the last, in the last three and a half years, I believe it's going to be worse than the first three and a half years. You know, that's Jacob's trouble. That's when all this stuff is really going to get even worse on this earth. But the church, if you're not saved, you won't be going through this. Don't, you, you should be concerned if you're not saved. The believers should be joyful because we don't have to go. We'll be at the judgment seat of Christ, I believe. You know, getting ready for our rewards for what we've done here on earth. But if you're not saved, that is a concern. That's why my thing, my, uh, my, my number one goal is for you to be saved and give your life to Jesus Christ so you won't have to go to the tribulation and anything like that you know or you won't have to deal with the hell or the lake of fire that's that's terrible you don't want to, have to deal with that so my 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 soul desire I cry out my soul desires for you to get saved so that's what the day of the Lord mean wrath and tribulation nothing good it's about the day of the Lord it's about his wrath it's a victory for Israel on the long run but you good that tribulation is going to be something that no one never seen on earth before and this is what the Bible says this is not Jojo this is what the Bible says okay so the day of the Lord and the day of Christ I believe they differ. The day of Christ is talking about the rapture of the church for the body of Christ. The day of the Lord is talking about the wrath is going to deal with the seven year tribulation and then the, the imminent return of Christ for his thousand year reign on earth. Remember, God has two programs. He have an earthly program for Israel and he have in the kingdom of heaven program, the millennium kingdom, and he has a heavenly program for the body of Christ. One program is going to be set here on earth, you know, the pearly gates and the, you know, you know, what Peter and the other 12 will be judges over a lot over Israel and stuff like that. That's the, that's the kingdom of heaven on earth. That's going to happen on earth. The body of Christ, we're going to have positions in the heavenly places. Let me reiterate. Let me say this again. Very important. The 
God is going to deal with two programs, the kingdom of heaven church, which is going to deal with Israel here on earth and the heavenly places is going to deal with the body of Christ, the body of Christ and the kingdom of heaven, the body of Christ and the Israel's kingdom of heaven church are not the same. Those two different programs, which preaches two different gospels to be saved. There's only one gospel to be saved today. Which one is that? I hope you know by now it's the gospel of the grace of God through the apostle Paul. We're going to get a rapture. The day of the Lord, that's for tribulation, and it's going to go back to the kingdom program. They're going to go back to sacrifices and different things like that. It's going to be harder to be saved unless you become proselyte. Proselyte means you, you take the rituals, you get circumcised, and you do different things to come in a program of Israel. It's going to be tougher. No more grace, no more just believing who Jesus, what Jesus did. You got to go back to believing who Jesus is and waiting for him to come as your king and your Messiah, which most other people will not be able to do because it's going to be so much tribulation and persecution. Nothing was going on today with this mandate. has There's no, nothing compared to what's going to go on in the tribulation of the day of the Lord. All right. I hope you got some type of basic knowledge of that for the unbeliever and the believer. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk, with a quick nugget and a quick topic today. What is the day of the Lord and what does that mean? There's more deeper teaching on that, but I just want to give you a basic synopsis on what is the day of the Lord. God bless you all. You want more study and different studies like that, just let me know and I'll put it on connecting the dots so you can get more Bible study for the unbeliever. Okay, unbeliever, before I go, like I said, for you to avoid the wrath of God if you are alive when the rapture of church, which can happen anytime. The day of the Lord is prophesied, okay? The day of the Lord is imminent. Both of them is imminent. The only difference is the day of the, day of the Lord was prophesied when and how it was going to happen. The rapture of, church, rapture of the church is never prophesied. Rapture of the church is a mystery. The rapture of the church was a secret, and it was only revealed to the Apostle Paul. The day of the Lord was revealed to Peter and the other apostles, and it was prophesied. Prophesied meaning it was foretold. It was foretelling. They knew it was coming. It was prophesied through all of that. The ancient prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and all those prophets, and also some of the minor prophets and everything. Minor, no, not, not meaning lesser prophets, but they don't have as a longer book and whatever like that you know Habakkuk Malachi and all that they all is talking about the future Israel not the body of Christ because they didn't know nothing about the body of Christ why because the body of Christ was hidden in God and he never revealed it to the past prophets he only revealed it to one man who revealed it to Peter and the others that was Apostle Paul that's another teaching and everything else is prophesied and is about the day of the Lord the coming tribulation for the kingdom of heaven church Israel their final punishment that God is going to pull out on Israel and the other evil nations to purge this earth and that's when Satan about the three and a half, I believe in the middle of the three middle of the seven years three and a half years he's going to be kicked out of the heavenly places the second heavens and going to be here on earth set foot on earth and you think all hell is really going to be it's really going to be hell and wrath on earth because God's wrath is going to come down and plus the wrath of Satan is going to come down because he's already upset because he's not part of the heavenly places anymore nowhere okay this is joseph brownie body of christ real talk i hope you enjoyed this quick nub there's other deep teachers not only you know from me but you go to truth time radio you go to ron knight you go to a lot of dispensational teachers but you got other uh end time teachers you know you go to jack vanipy you know bless his heart he's gone now but he does some outstanding great teachers you got the vernon mcgees you got some old schoolers you got some new schoolers that know the difference between the body of christ and and the, the church of the body of Christ and the church of the kingdom of heaven. But not many. They put it all together.
together and you, you would just get confused. So you will be very confused like a lot of you are now. So this is Joseph Brown. Unbelievers, give your heart to Christ. Believe in what Jesus done on the cross is better death, burial, and resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Give your heart to Christ. Believe that he died for your sins. God bless you. I love you. This is Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, a Body of Christ Real Talk. Bye-bye and God bless. Stay tuned for more quick topics from the Body of Christ Real Talk. Thank you and bye-bye. Love you. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.